0: This motion picture does not cater to fantasy. You will see nature's most savage, man-eating animal. By its size alone, it can overpower and devour any human. Grizzly.
1: Over 18 feet tall, over 2,000 pounds, the largest carnivorous ground beast in the world.
0: gut-crunching terror the deadliest jaws on land belong to
1: grizzly this i think that this is maybe the time that dark side of the ring got too dark for me this was the darkest side of the ring I've ever I've encountered yeah. in a while. I guess um, I literally I had to stop watching it for a bit and come back to it. It was yeah, it was definitely the dark side of the dark
0: side of the ring. Dark side, the darkest after dark, side. But yeah, the it darkest was side of the ring after dark. It was it was really heavy. I mean, I didn't even honestly expect it to go that deep. You know, when I saw in the shadow. Of Grizzly Smith, and you knew it was going to be about you know the Smith family, which we know is Jake the Snake Roberts, Sam Houston, and Rock and Robin, you know three '80s legendary wrestlers. But you had no idea how dark it really was going to get. Uh, just. You know i expect you know everyone it's been well documented you know jake the snake's you know substance abuse problems uh not as documented you know sam houston's you know uh, alcohol problems and going to prison and stuff but when you find out why it really it really hit home it hit home for me personally just because i was telling you this earlier i i worked for grizzly smith yeah you know between. 1995 and 1997, you know, for two years he had a- Where was that? uh, So that was at the Sportatorium uh, in Dallas, Texas. That was after Global. Then Jim Crockett took it over for a while and they tried to uh, revive NWA. And then after that- grizzly smith came in there was new owners again and he called it something that could never be would pass today but the confederate wrestling alliance the cwa did they have
1: a rebel flag or anything like
0: that (laughs) uh they definitely had that southern feel you know obviously that to it they you know how wcw around this time was trying to get away from their southern roots this company was like we're gonna double down into it we're gonna really lean into it uh would never fly in 2020. But like I was telling you, I mean, the stuff you heard about Grizzly Smith and then the thoughts for him, like basically he was mentoring a lot of us there. I mean, he, he was trying to build something. He, he was a part of the business for a long time. He was mentoring a lot of guys. So just to think, I don't know if that's like, it really gave me a creepy feel that you realize that, you know, what was going on behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I was just a kid, I was just basically trying to make it in the business and you have this legendary wrestler, you know, basically offering to mentor you.
1: So what kind of stuff did he do? What did he what did he tell you?
0: Uh, what did he do? At, at the,
1: like a, the, to mentor you to help oh, you like, Oh, no, like it-
0: yeah, I mean, you would sit at the learning tree, you know, basically after the match he would critique everything you did. He's just like, "Why did you throw two punches instead of one punch?" or just like, "You know when you you know when you got hit in the nuts?" Why, when you started jumping around a little bit, you made it look too comical. You know, where if I was to punch you in the nuts right now, you're not going to be jumping around. You're going to just double over and you're going to actually be in pain. He was really trying to get you to embrace the psychology behind of it, where mm-hmm. I was kind of just going for that cheap crowd pop. You know, just like, aha, you got hit in the very Nelson from The Simpsons. You know, you got hit in the nuts. And yeah. like I said, he was just like, he was always, a su- he was smoking a lot, just like the, the reenactments nailed that, but he was smoking a lot. But he, he was always a super positive uh, influence to the new guys that, you know, that he was basically trying to build this territory to the point where he was going to make a call for me to, you know, and I did actually get uh, at least a call through to uh, WCW to really? uh, the, the spoiler. Uh, yeah. Jody Hamilton back then was actually, but that was before the power plant uh, that he was going to make a call. Cause he just kind of saw something in me that was just like, I think you're, you're on the cusp of something. You just need that you need that push. And he was having that old mentality of these territories. Like if you stay here, you're not going to be able to make it very similar to remember the Sean Michaels documentary when they kind of shipped him along to the next territory. Yeah. Cause like, if you stay here, you're going to be a job guy. You can do that. So he, he was kind of like guiding me in there. So to watch all this, you know, and unfortunately I was watching it after midnight on my iPad. So it was very in, an intense viewing and like sure. seeing his eyes and getting all those flashbacks of, wait, this is the same person that was basically my boss and mentor to all the guys in the locker room that did all these pretty much horrific crimes. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's gone now. So, but I mean, that was some dark, dark stuff, man. It's just like, again, I mean, and we're talking about, this is the same show that had the, you know, two part Chris Benoit special Mm -hmm. and the, and the Owen Hart tragedy. And like, you know, the murders and all the other stuff that happens but this one there's just something about when you're harming children that it really really just it hurts like you don't want to like you you almost go into denial
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i mean and so i totally understand why you didn't having trouble getting a through a few passes yeah and
1: it was it was just seemed to get uh you know twistier and darker and um Jake the Snake, um, who we've seen in several things like, you know, like Beyond the Mad and Resurrection of Jake the Snake, we know what, you know, sort of have a sense of uh, how bad things had gotten for him or been in the past. And in this one, we're sort of getting the whys, you know, the yeah. why uh, he took the path he ended up taking, you know. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, it's creepy. And when he said his real name, my jaw just dropped. It was like it never even occurred to me that his name was not Jake something, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, The Rock sent a tweet out, and he kind of made this, like, must-watch. But even The Rock, who's in the business, is just basically, like, out to the Roberts family. Because it's almost like Jake, to cope with the pain, he created this new character, Jake the Snake, But which is great for wrestling. But also, he did it as a, a defense mechanism, as a victim of trauma. Yeah. That he's just, like, he... When he's like Jake, the Snake has no problems, you know. Aurelian Smith Jr., I, you know that guy's still in shock mm-hmm. and back there, and I was just like, "Wow!" And you know, I I met all three of them back then. I was Jake was in '96, but Sam, I actually wrestled Sam during that time, you know, in a in a tag match, and it's just like he was always such a positive person there, but you can also tell that he was very very out of it. Yeah. You know, I, I liken it to the same thing that I experienced with Carrie Von Eric, you know, who's also had different substance abuse problems. It's just like, they're there and they're kind of looking at you, acknowledging you and being super positive, but they also couldn't look you straight in the eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then I wasn't much of like looking, I didn't have the confidence to look these guys that I grew up watching on TV in the eye either. So it was very yes or no, sir kind of thing. But they were. He was always so positive, but just like they said in this documentary, you would not have been able to tell that the guy running the show and this was his son, mm-hmm. and you you couldn't tell that. You know, I was trained by.
1: Yeah, well, that's what Jim Cornette was saying on the show that yeah. you, people weren't uh, aware of that at all.
0: No, I I like had no idea, and I remember Sam talking about Jake all the time but you never really put two and two together that is just like but that's their dad and they you never saw them interfacing either like uh, one of the matches that I had like I said when he came back I don't remember him even interfacing with us after the match that we had with Sam Houston and then after hearing Jake you know talk about how his dad basically tried to squash his career and just yeah. told you like when he came back he's just like you're gutless and it's just like wow. so i wonder if that's what would have i would have experienced if he actually sat there and and spoke to sam like that you know mm-hmm. i said sam was a great guy and he ended up going to prison over just like it was the mothers against drunk drivers right that actually said you got like the most DUIs like he had like a record for the most DUIs in Texas is and that I'm right like, yeah and like he just like that's it like you're do we know the number no I don't know the number but it's just like that he did definitely uh Jim Cornette was talking about being a re- and I can see it like you can tell that he was just like he was a good guy who's always willing to part you know definitely always willing to have a good time go party and stuff but it's again it was just it just like really hit home that it's just like this is almost like the brush with celebrity that you don't ever want to have yeah you know an an extreme version of never meet your heroes and and I, you know, growing up in New York, I didn't really know who Grizzly Smith was until, other than like in the magazines and stuff. And you always, you know, heard the names. But, you know, being a WWF guy growing up, you know, you knew the Killer Kowalskis and the Bruno Sammartinos. I didn't know a lot of that Southern wrestling outside of like, you know, the Von Erics and the Freebird, not the, the history yeah. of that Southern wrestling. So, no, I don't, you, no YouTube back then. No, so. no. I don't know. Uh, because did you watch any of that wrestling growing up? Like any of the like southern stuff? in
1: you... uh, yeah, I definitely watched WCCW. That was world class. Yeah. Um, that was big on, the, you know, the uh, what you call it syndication. So definitely caught that on the weekends. I guess for a, you know whatever for a while I didn't really. No, uh, it didn't occur to me that there was different, you know, wrestling organizations. I kind yeah. of thought it was just all the same.
0: Yeah, no. So,
1: I, but uh, I do remember specifically seeing Carrie uh, Von Erich, um, the Von Erich brothers being very big, especially in San Antonio. Yeah. When we talked about wrestling, pretty much their names would come up first, not uh, Hulk Hogan or anything like that. No, actually, yeah, they were, you know, those, that legends in Texas. And it,
0: and it did, I mean, those guys you heard of, you know, like you said, the syndication. So I picked on picked them up on WPIX out of New York, you know, like on Saturday afternoons or luckily if after did like a special or Joe Petticino special, you would catch, you know, but, but again, that was still after Grizzly Smith, you know, this was like, even like the eighties. So like Grizzly being like sixties and seventies, you didn't really know much about it until you got a little deeper into the business. And then you started to realize, Oh, okay, that's who that is. And like putting two and two together. Mm -hmm. But Dude, he was a big dude. yeah and, How know, tall was he? He was close to seven feet. Like yeah. he was he was super tall and I and probably when I met him, he was the that old guy, you know, you start to shrink sure. as you get older. But I still remember like looking up to him and he was definitely one of those people that would just like uh you know the movie uh It follows? You yeah, know, when they had the really tall guy that was like had a bend over to get into the room. He Mm -hmm. had that vibe to him. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and now it's just like, he didn't put, put off that as far as like, there was some sinister stuff going on, just like the presence. Yeah. You know, he did demand that presence, And so did Jake. I mean, Jake's a, Jake's a really big guy too. And he demands that presence. And his brother that was not in wrestling brought that up. That Mm -hmm. is just like, when he wants to come in a room, he wants to, he wants all the attention on him. Also, but, when I met Jake, he was already on that one of his... He was close to falling off the wagon again. Yeah. You know, and...
1: Did I, you did you ever work
0: with Jake? No. I was actually an extra in the locker room when Jake was there, you okay. know, very... Because remember, it was very close to the Austin 316 promo, you know, so... That was when Jake had his last run in WWE. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wore the shirt and he was kind of doing the Bible verses, which ironically, you can thank Jake the Snake, right, for the stone cold that we know because, you know, Jake was talking about John 316, but Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Mm. So, yep. I mean, uh, Jake always had a, a brilliant mind for the business because obviously he grew up in it. It's just yeah. a shame that, you know, he took that darkness. And he turned it into art and everybody
1: got to love and appreciate that. But it's horrific that where it came from because. Oh, yeah. He was so good on the mic and in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. That you didn't notice that he was uh, significantly smaller than a lot of the guys. Yeah, very. I mean, he was tall, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was not. he, He was not buff at all.
0: No, no, no. He didn't even like towards the later WWE, you know, I think he started, you know, probably doing that what everyone did in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, he still had this presence about him. Uh, he was the, the interview that he didn't yell and he didn't scream and you still got your attention just by those small whispers. Yeah. But I mean, he was drawing from a really dark place. I mean, if he was an actor, that's exactly what you would be doing, right? Mm -hmm. You would be drawing from these dark tragedies. Unfortunately, he had a really dark tragedies, to draw from and i I didn't i did not know that he was also a victim of abuse as well yeah uh and i do remember do you remember in uh uh beyond the mat you know when he was explaining about the uh why he couldn't stay faithful to his wife. You know, it's just like first you have one woman, then you have two women, then you have three women, then mm-hmm. you have three women with toys, and then you expect me to go home and make love to my wife? Ain't no way. You know, and he yeah. brought that up again too. Yeah. Right. And if you remember they did an angle with his wife at the time in WWE with uh Rick Rude and did he, they? he had a really, really gorgeous woman that he was married to and and Rick Rude was really trolling Jake, and he came out, and he, he pulled off his other trunks, and then he had trunks with Jake's uh, wife's face on the crotch.
1: Oh, I think I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and then
0: Jake says, if you ever wear those again, I'm going to come out and rip them off. And then he did, and they did the the blurred-out screen, and he ripped off Rick Rude's trunks. <laughs> I mean, But his wife was gorgeous, so again, now you're coming back to that fantasy of WWE versus reality. That's the woman that he was talking about that people were like, Oh, if you have a woman like that, you would never, you never need it. But he says, cocaine makes you do crazy stuff. You know, yeah. the Chappelle cocaine's a powerful drug. Yeah. He showed him, And it's just like the stuff that you find funny. I mean, it's just a shame. It came from a really dark place mm-hmm. and rock and Robin would have been, you know, back when, you know, she was one of the last ones before Vince decided he wasn't going to have any female re- female wrestling again but yeah. I do remember her getting over pretty big yeah. you know at the same time it was just like wow that it's just like oh to real, putting two and two together oh that you're related to this person is related to this person because even though they had all this dark history with their dad they always seemed to be where he was yeah. you know and I so I wonder and I wonder if that was some kind of control thing Cause when they were all in world-class, I think he got them a gig, ga- a gig
1: there. I mean, they were all sound like they were all for working for WWE. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they were just essentially secret family. So they were sticking together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and then one thing I did not know was
0: I did not know that Sam was married to Baby Doll. I do remember all you know, eighties Baby Doll. She was one of the uh, world class girls that yeah. kind of got bang. And then she also did some stuff in uh, NWA at the time. I had no idea uh, that they got married, but you know, it, it's just a shame that you know, it's a shame that is just like to have so much talent in that family and then so much entertainment that came from that family alone but to know what was going on behind the scenes is just like oh man that was just awful so it, i it, it was a very very heavy episode for me yeah. as well you know i know you're saying to go through it so man dark side
1: you got dark seriously you, you got really dark what what you know what what i found interesting was like that Jake the Snake was not in the title of this show no you think they would do that just for the sake of you know getting the views on his his name's going to be a draw but they didn't. They didn't go that way at all.
0: A big draw, right? I yeah. mean, if you think about '80s wrestlers, he is going to be what in the, the t- especially WWF at the time. Uh-huh. He's up there at the top, right? Yeah. You got Hogan, you think Hogan, Piper, Savage, Jake he, the Snake. He's on the ice cream bars. Yeah, he's on the. He was on the ice cream bars. He had the action figures. He was right there, and you're right. They did not put his his name in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the good news is it's just like. We've we kind of knew there was going to be uh somewhat of, at least of a, I don't know if happy ending is the is the right word, but I mean, it looks like they're all kind of reached peace, but it didn't have end happy in as far as like there was a no family reunion. They never showed them together. See, I didn't
1: see the end. So what? How did it end?
0: They kind of all ended that they're just kind of like okay, you know, we're all. We're all beginning to talk about this, and the healing process has just begun. Mm. Uh, but they never showed all four of them together, and they feel like all four of them didn't have the relationship now that they want to or should have as siblings who went through such a tragic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older brother that was not a wrestler that was kind of given up for adoption, he felt like he felt bad because he almost. Felt like he dodged a bullet by getting adopted and taken out of that family, where the other three didn't. Survivor's guilt. Yeah he he had survivor's guilt. Uh, Sam, you know, was very he was spoke very well of his sister, you know, and said she's you know she's a legend. And uh, but you can tell there was still something with Jake that was. Something's still broken between them and Jake, so Jake had the happy ending as well, as we know he's clean and sober for ten years. Yeah, uh, he's got his job in AEW, so he's able to contribute and get back to the business. Uh, but he still hasn't reached that healing, and he may, he said he may never he may never heal.
1: Mm-hmm. That is just
0: like because he said Jake TSMake is a badass and he has everything under control, but Aurelian Smith Junior. is in tragic shock and it still is to this day damn so it was it was super heavy and it's just like you forget how you know and i'm sure there's actors that are like this too but especially in in wrestling to know that a lot of these guys sacrificed so much you know to to entertain the fans you know they did it cuz they loved it but yeah. it was just like wow i mean you went through all that most people are like i can't go to work today you know i don't i don't feel up to it or jake just went and still did it and you would have had no idea that everything that that family went through Mm -hmm. so it was heavy man heavy (laughs)